0: Learn more at Marines.com. Joining me now live from spring training in Bradenton, Florida. He is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. Serbian reactionary day Dayon day on. like I said, you are at Pirate Spring Training. Give me one thing going on there that you think might interest me.
1: <laughs> That's probably a reach, right?
0: <laughs> yes, but, but give it a try.
1: That um, might interest you. It's uh, it's it's a it's an e- extremely encouraging group of prospects that most unfortunately is going to be a, a, a ways away from Pittsburgh. You're still probably looking at about two or three years for an impact. But that's what happens when you do uh, a build of this nature. It's not going to be something that's right around the corner. This is not something the Pirates have done before, contrary to some public perception. This is Ben Charrington building with – elite talent types, high ceiling guys. You know what I'm saying? Risk, high risk, high reward guys. Uh, That's not something that Neil Huntington did. He would just basically trade Garrett Cole for three eh, AAA guys and see how it went. Uh, This is a different approach. It's going to take a lot of patience.
0: So you're talking two or three years. Okay, we'll talk about it again then in two or three years. So (laughs) let's move on. Now, Art Rooney (laughs) didn't 100% say that Ben's coming back, but it looks like it. What are the pros and cons of him returning?
1: I mean, the the pro is that you have, you know, you have an awareness or a knowledge of what you have at quarterback. Um, He is still Ben Roethlisberger. The cons are that, to me, the biggest con is that you have maybe, possibly on the the Steelers' end, a lack of, of commitment to keeping that defense together. That's what concerns me. I have a, I have a worry that they're going to try to cater to Ben. In fact, I don't have a worry about it. They've actually said it. I mean, they're on the record as saying, we're going to try to put together a team that's worthy of having Ben on it, An offense. Um, I'd rather see the few resources that they have allocated toward keeping Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, and trying the best you can to keep the strongest part of your football team together the, the greatest certainty that you have as the pittsburgh steelers is that you have um you know i don't want to say elite but you have a you have a, a very very good defense that's number one in a lot of categories in the nfl um, that's not something i'm ready to just give up on because ben says well i want this guy or i want that guy well i, I, think, you're, I think you're
0: overestimating how much they're going to cater to ben i don't know that that's going to be the case uh i do think they gotta you know restock their offensive line and maybe get a running back. And what do you think is a bigger priority for first-round draft pick? I mean, surely you wouldn't go defense. I would go a lineman or a running back.
1: Well, I I, I might in a vacuum. But, uh, you know, in looking over this class, in particular centers, because that's what we're talking about primarily, it's not a good group of centers. It's not. Uh, The third-best center in the draft, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but is Jimmy Morrissey from Pitt. Who didn't even have a particularly great year at well, Pitt? No, and
0: you don't really take a center first round. That, that's exactly. not really a first unless round position.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless it's Marquise, and you know he could just walk right onto the field and be your starting center for a decade. You, you absolutely snap that up. Uh, but if you look at the composition of the of the line, you have your two tackles, presumably. You have Kevin Dotson at guard. You have David DeCastro back. What are you missing? You're missing a center. And I'm not putting the first-rounder into that. I'm looking at Najee Harris. I'm looking at a running back. Uh, I know that's not the norm. I know that's not what people do. But the Steelers aren't picking that high in the first round. Uh, I think if you have a Najee Harris available to you, you go ahead and take him. He's not Saquon Barkley. He's not somebody that's going to just jump in and be a superstar. But, A running back at that position, for me, on this football team, makes sense.
0: Well, yeah. In fact, that's what I've been saying all day. I would draft Najee Mm -hmm. Harris if he's available at 24 because the Steelers need a threat at running back, a threat for the other team to respect, and that Ben will also respect and not check off to a throw every time.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) – you know, how many times have you heard people uh, within the Steelers themselves, not least of which is the head coach, complain about the lack of commitment to the run art rooney brought it up after the season well who ultimately commits to the run you know when you have a quarterback running read pass options out there you know Uh, Uh,
0: no question and and like but that has to stop too i mean matt canada despite his very limited nfl experience and none as a coordinator he's got to be in charge if you put ben in charge they're going to throw the ball every play and be last in the league in rushing again
1: well, I would hope that came up in the conversation between Art and Ben because I'm looking at a lot of the statements that the Steelers have made, uh, not least of which was Kevin Colbert a couple of weeks ago saying that the Steelers are actually going to start looking at different types of talent offensively, different types of players offensively to try to work with Matt Canada's system. Well, if you're going that far, you better let your coordinator coordinate.
0: No no question, but again, once the, once the huddle forms and once Ben's at the line of scrimmage, I mean, who knows? But that's why I like Harris because I think you have to then give him the ball. I think you have to have a running game to justify the pick, and I think Ben... I just don't think if it's Benny Snell, there's going to be a running game. No matter who they put on the offensive line, nobody gives a crap about Benny Snell, least of all the quarterback.
1: I mean, Benny Snell... Sees nothing on the field. I mean, he'll—he has running back physical skills and everything else. He just doesn't have the vision for it. Mark, you could break down film on him until you go blind of the holes that he misses and the times that there's a hole there and he actually turns and runs right back into traffic to get tackled. That's—that's um, that's a pretty significant shortcoming to overcome at the NFL level. Anthony McFarland still. Uh, deserves a chance of some kind, you know, maybe in in some kind of support role or whatever. Uh, I still like a lot of what I saw of his tape from Maryland. I liked what I saw of him in training camp at Heinz Field last summer, but no chance as a starter, not now.
0: We're talking today on Kovacevic here on 105.9 The X. Day on, are the Steelers a playoff team with Ben? I think it's their best bet, but will they make it?
1: Oh, wow. We're a long way from seeing that roster set. So, I mean, at the moment, I'm going to be skeptical, but I think if they can keep this defense together, and again, when I say that, I'm not including Bud. I mean, I, I, that's just, that you know, that's that ship's going to sail. Uh, there's not really anything they can do. If, if Colbert comes out publicly and says they're not going to be able to use their franchise tag this year, that's basically him saying there's no way I can keep Bud no matter how much restructuring we do. So, you have to presume that Alex Highsmith is going to be a drop-off, uh, even if he plays well, which is kind of what happened late in the season. But overall, look at that. Look at that defense. All you got to do is be just decent offensively, and you're going to be competitive to get in it. Let's see what they put together. You know.
0: Now Juju did a bunch of interviews where he said his goal was to stay in Pittsburgh and his legacy to be a Steeler forever. Do you agree that that is just a whopper of a lie?
1: Well, I, I don't have to agree or disagree because he also said in those very same interviews that he wanted to be paid what he's worth. So you can say anything and then throw that asterisk on at the end and say, oh, well, I wanted to stay in Pittsburgh, but they didn't pay me what I was worth. So see ya. I mean, that's, that, uh, you know, if he said if he came out and said something like, look, I'm just desperate to stay here. I'll do anything to be here. I'll, I'll adjust anything. Ben is my quarterback. If Ben's back, I'm back, whatever. But that's not what it was, you know. He you know, he, he wants to be liked and loved by everybody that he's talking to in that particular moment. I, I don't think that there's that much more to it than that.
0: Now let's go Penguins. Are the Penguins turning a corner? They're 10-6-1. They ain't bad. And Jari's starting to pick it up to where he was last year when he made the All-Star event.
1: Funny how that works, huh? I mean, you know, we've been saying – all season, I've certainly been pounding this drum all along that what was missing from the Penguins primarily, first and foremost, was the goaltending. The rest would have to follow it. Um, that's what we've seen. Jari had a couple of games that he stole, which were things that were the Penguins were missing. From there, you started to see the defense kind of tighten up a little bit despite still having some guys missing. You saw the forwards coming back playing 200 feet. You saw things that started to make sense in penguins land, you know, um, you started to see at least three of the four lines. I'm still, I, I still really don't have much use for this fourth line. The three of the four lines start, started getting going. Um, if Genny Malkin started at least somewhat getting going, you know, he's occasionally putting one in, uh, there, there's some encouraging signs, but the best part of those signs, Mark, is that you're seeing it like gradual. It's not like, it came out of nowhere and then dropped off again, which would tell you that it's more about the opponents that they're facing. My goodness, look at the teams that they're doing this to. You know, oh, yeah, they, they the haven't played New Jersey or
0: Buffalo yet. I mean, right. I mean, you right. know, it would be just like the Penguins the last couple of years to, to to have that blow up on them. But but things really huh. bode well right now.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, the the Jason Zucker injury is going to throw things off a little bit. I believe that he started to. He'd always been working so hard, and he'd always been all over the puck. He just wasn't doing great things with it. And over the last, I'd say, three, four, five games, you started to see him you know, make smarter, more patient plays instead of just being headless chicken. And that was encouraging. So he's going to be out for a while, but Zach Aston Reese was bumped up to his line today in practice in Washington. Um, Zach Aston Reese is a guy who's earned a little bit of a look, But that said, now I'm concerned about what happens to the third line because they've been just outstanding against the other team's top units. Well, don't
0: don't you figure, though, that McCann goes on that Malkin line or in the top six somewhere once he's healthy, which apparently is imminent?
1: it, it, It is. I mean, he, again, practiced with a caution jersey on today in Washington. So, you know, part of McCann's thing is supposed to be the whole Swiss Army knife element where he bounces up and down the left wing. So theoretically, he's your guy. He's played with Gino uh, at times, whereas you know Zach Aston-Reese has barely done any top six duty in the NHL. So that might be the way to go. So this could just be a one-game thing. But I will say this, just from an intangible sense, I like the idea of throwing Zach Aston-Reese a bone, uh, as Mike Sullivan said the other day. Uh, this is a kid who scored at every single level of hockey except this one. He has it in him. And then he, you know, of course, just recently put the, put up the three goals in three games. So, you know, let's see what's there. Find out, you know. Not everything has to be predictable.
0: Now, in that vein, if Booger could score, he'd, he'd be a millionaire already. But otherwise, he's a revelation. I, I'm amazed at his all-around game and his coolness under fire like on the game-winning goal last night.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm impressed with him forever and ever. There was a thought just a couple years ago, two three years ago, that this was going to be a wheeling nailer, and no one has outworked this kid, Mark. Uh, he's out there after practices longer than anyone, and, and unlike some players who do that sort of thing just for show or for superstition, he's legitimately working on things, little things about the game. The saucer pass that he he put onto uh, Kasperi Capitan's blade last night. It's something he'll work a 1,000 times after a practice in both directions. Uh, There's just a great, great commitment with this kid, and it's good to see him being rewarded for it.
0: Good to see Kapanen get a goal, too, in overtime. He got benched Saturday. We don't know why, but we do know he responded with the uh, overtime winner.
1: I got to ask you, when you watch that play and you see the two of them entering the Washington Blue Line or crossing the Washington Blue Line, did you see Kapanen, his body language, you ever seen a guy who wants to score a goal who knows how to score a goal who gets himself set on a rush like that that's that is a big time goal scoring talent I I loved everything about it It, that play had all written all over it from the moment they were across the red line
0: yeah and uh, I I gotta tell you at first I wanted Bluger to shoot it because clearly everybody was playing pass but uh Yeah, But, uh, you know, the pass was perfect and the finish was perfect, to be sure. Uh, Penguins are 4-1 against Washington. Uh, I'm not sure I saw that coming, although Washington is a slow team. They've slowed more than the Penguins have, clearly. Uh, But but why do the Penguins suddenly have Washington's number this year?
1: Um, I mean, this wouldn't be a very popular answer in in Washington. I, I haven't been wild about their goaltending. Um, I understand. Well, no, they I mean Holt, Holtby
0: left, and then Lundqvist had that yeah. surgery, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and right, and, and I, 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 I know that they've liked Vitek Vanacek, and and I understand why he's a rookie. He's come in. They they made him a a, a, a high draft pick uh, out of the Czech Republic, and they they thought there's some potential there. He's won some games for them, but I just don't see it. And I I see the Penguins converting on a lot of their chances against him. Um, that's not to lay everything on him. You're right that they've gotten slower, um, and, and it's more visible than the Penguins uh, having gotten slower. Uh, but I also haven't seen that same edge from the Capitals. Let me ask you a question. Did you know that T.J. Oshie played last night?
0: No, no. I, I was hoping really? he'd get speared or something.
1: You see what I'm saying, though?
0: Oh, yeah, no, like, no. Their they're, they're older guys are fading, maybe quicker than the Penguins, although the Geno thing, I mean, we could talk about that ever in a day one last thing though odd move today the pen was picked up a guy mark friedman on waivers from philadelphia he's a right-handed defenseman and we have another clarification on this but poj is no longer on the penguins nhl roster what might be going on there well
1: i don't think it's anything surreptitious you have when when guys are on this taxi squad in coronavirus times they can't play any hockey so they just basically sit around cranberry and do nothing so what you see is is the the penguins are rotating guys. Uh, this is Ron Hextall's been doing. This is kind of under the radar, but you'll see guys get moved to Wilkesbury just so that they can play, so that they're not just sitting around dropping, uh, you know, buckets. Well, yeah, pucks. but
0: what's that have to do with POJ? Because he's been playing.
1: No, but I'm saying I, I think that's where you're going to see this headed. He's looking. Ron Hextall is looking for additional depth, looking for right handed depth. And look, he comes from that organization and he knows that player. He knows Friedman. You're always going to see executives make moves like that. You're always going to see them find people that they can trust, that they know about from the past, that they don't have to do, um, you know, sketchy research on.
0: Dejan, great stuff. Enjoy Pirates training camp if that's possible. We'll do it again next week.
1: All right, Mark. Thanks.
0: That's Dejan. I'm Mark Madden.